Hey there, welcome back to another episode of For the Culture, a Miami Heat podcast. Uh, we were coming back, you know, from back to back to back losses. Uh, so last night was a must win for the Miami Heat. And over the three stretch of games, you know, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry, they've all been terrific for us, you know. But what lost us, you know, these games was the lack of finishing. We had great starts in these games with, of course, the exception to the the Denver game, which is which is a terrible game for us overall. But uh, in the L, in the both LA games, we had a great start, great three quarters. But it was in the fourth quarter we could just not close out. And uh, this game against the Jazz was almost a repeat of this. But uh, first, we'll dive into what went well. I got two words, one player, like last time, Duncan Robinson, number fifty-five, <laughs> American sniper. Our team, Mark Smith, finally woke up getting 22 points, shooting 8 from 14 from the field, and uh, 6 from six from 11 from threes. Uh, he got going early, and uh, you know that's what great teams of shooters do. We keep running plays for him. He keeps shooting. Eventually, you know, the threes will drop in like it did last night. At one point, he pulled up from like way deep, you know. Um, if he just keeps doing that, no matter make or miss, you know, as long as his confidence is there, it's going to start dropping in. Uh, and then another big, huge player for us was P.J. Tucker. 13 points and 11 rebounds, a double-double, and just hella offensive boards. At one point, he, by himself, just out-rebounded offensively uh, against the Jazz. Like, uh, man, just he provides life for us, going after 50, every 50-50 ball, scrapping for loose boards. P.J. Tucker exceeds heat culture. He drips heat culture, man. Uh, another worth noting was his three-point shooting. Going, he shot three for three. Man, the the announcers were just for going after PJ for no reason, saying he couldn't. Out of the five players on the Heat, you know, he was the one that the Jazz could afford to leave open. But man, he shot three for three, bro. Like you cannot underestimate PJ. And you know, in this game, Bam, Kyle, Tyler uh, all go off again. Uh, in the absence of Jimmy Butler, we got 13 points for Bam, 21 for Kyle, and 27 for uh, Tyler. And Bam had his best passing game yet of the season. Seven assists. The Jazz defense really focused him on it, uh, focused on him. He couldn't drive or get to his spots more, but you know he, he continued to find Duncan, Bam, not Bam, excuse me, uh, Tyler, Kyle, you know, just everybody. Kyle continues his offensive explosion, driving in, kicking it out, doing his turnaround mid-range, his his driving ability, etc. It's just it's been great to see. And you know, Tyler had a had an off shooting night. Going only ten for thirteen from the ten from twenty three, excuse me, from the field, and one for seven and threes. But his his game his bag is that deep that no matter if he has an off game, he still gets twenty seven points. His uh, his floater game, his mid range game, his free throw game, it's been so great to see. And you know our defense stepped up against the excellent Jazz offense at least in the first three quarters. You know although Jordan Clarkson had a great first half. He had like 19 by first half, but you know we were able to shut him down partially uh, in the second half. But man, that fourth quarter was uh, gave me a heart attack for no reason, bro. Uh, we were heading to the fourth. We we're up 95-69. You know, no, we we're just cruising. But uh, the Jazz had a 36 point fourth quarter compared to our 16 uh, 16 points. You know, we slowed down the tempo a little bit too much, in my opinion. We played too passively, but uh, after a big scare, we finally came came back alive. Played some great defense in the final minute, and you know, we finally put off a win, which is after the three straight losses, it's all you can ask for, especially with Jimmy out. You know, this was a must-win. Uh, 
kind of expose our death, which, you know, we might need to get one more guard, maybe one more big, but it is what it is. This was a must win. It was a great team win. And once Jim comes back, we'll be scarier and better than ever. And um, next up in the NBA, the Golden State Warriors and Stephen Curry. We're watching the best shooter of all time hit his second prime, bro. The best shooter of all time in his second prime. Like, let that sink. It's like MJ when he came back from retirement and he got three straight, uh, three straight rings. It's, 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 it's as if he never left for some reason. It's like he had one or two off, se off seasons where his team is bad, but the Warriors, Steph single-handedly, is making them look like the team from 2015 to the 2019 era, 2018 era. You know, Jordan Poole has been stepping up. Gary Payton II has been stepping up. But Steph is, oh my goodness. He's looking at, he might be, he's looking like his MVP uh, form again. It's actually crazy. He scores 50 points and 40 points in a span of three games. It is unbelievable how he got the Warriors back to the, uh, to this like incredible shape. And James Wiseman and Clay are still out. Once they come back in, Oh my goodness, they are a serious threat. <laughs> and they are the best team right now, and I think Steph is the MVP so far. There's, I mean, you cannot argue against the stats. Like, he has the best numbers right now. He has the, his team is the best. It's, it, is, it is absolutely insane. But uh, anyways, uh, we have the Miami Heat playing the Thunder tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so uh, again, I am, I am Justin. You're listening to For the Culture Podcast. And thank you again for listening. And I'll be back tomorrow again after the Heat play the Thunder.